sights to show you. Joined by my creeptacular co-host, C.R. Hauk. Hi, creeptacular. <laughs> and Blue Cobble. Hi. It's been a minute since we've gathered around the cauldron to have a chat with you all, so we thought we'd have a little catch-up session. Yeah, maybe more than a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a little while. Before we started recording here, Sierra and I, well, actually, we all were talking, but uh, Sierra and I were mentioning how we were both doing arts and crafts and things, like making things that we want to do as our side hustle. Sierra, what kind of stuff are you making? So I've been making a lot of t-shirts. Um, and I have a few different designs that I've been working on. So one of them is a Ouija board kind of design. And it says, as above, so below. And it has, nice. like, ghostly planchette and arms, like ghost arms. Nice. Like, controlling the planchette in, like, a kind of glow-in-the-dark green color. And then I have another one that's based off of Simpsons quote. I saw on Instagram that was, like, Landers was, like, going over to the Simpsons house and Homer opens the front door and and says you know flanders you he's like why am i not invited he's like you wouldn't like it it's a, a meeting of uh gay witches for abortion <laughs> so i figured that that should be its own design so i printed that one and i'm excited to donate some of the proceeds from that to narwhal pro-choice oh nice very cool and then yeah so I've, i have a couple other like designing things of shirt designs and then i've been like tie-dyeing some of the shirts oh and then i've also been like block printing lino linoleum awesome. and printing the the shirts myself i love that style yeah so they're all very handmade and it's a very like long process which has been really nice to like have an art project that forces me to slow down yeah nice so i've been really enjoying having that project going on while i'm working on all of my like digital design stuff very cool that's awesome i like that a lot yeah i'm excited to see pictures and i'm excited to get to have your your website going and all that flashy shit yeah i have some stuff up on my website right now it's just sierrahauk.com there's like a little store section up there now but i haven't posted a bunch of the shirts or anything because it just is such a hassle yeah fair enough. <laughs> i'm just excited to sell them in person plus whatever's left over you can do like a uh like a drop on your web on your webpage and be like, bam, here it is. Yeah, I yeah. Here's the leftovers for all you suckers that can't attend. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, we were talking about like how it's kind of a hassle to uh, put all that stuff together on a webpage, even though, yeah. even if you are like a, a web designer or, you know, a graphic designer, any kind of on the, on the computer designer, when you go to do it for your own shit, it's like, why why is it why it's so excruciating it's like, i don't know what, what about it it's so difficult it was it's been my least favorite part right literally my website has been this like really sad very minimal wordpress layout for years because i just i cannot <laughs> i cannot force myself to give a shit when it's my own website yeah uh, but recently, a friend of mine, he creates websites for a lot of different sources, and he wants to focus more on uh, artists like us mm -hmm. and like creating web pages that we can sell our stuff on, you know, create a portfolio page, anything like that. So he actually volunteered to make me a new website for free. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. That's like the best friend ever. I know, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. He's 
done with like the basic design of it right now and he showed it to me the other day and i'm so fucking psyched so excited nice oh that's awesome because when i've i've been using squarespace for my website and i'm like just getting so annoyed by all the little like charges that they have oh, yeah. for like making it a business kind of page where you can sell on that and then they and then they do it through PayPal and then PayPal takes a cut out of every transaction. Right. So it's like, yeah, oh, okay, just using these things is like is like taxes on top of taxes. So I would be interested to see what he can do for that. Yeah. Yeah. And now Etsy has raised their prices. Yeah. Same thing on Etsy. That's why I didn't set it all up in Etsy because I was like, this seems like it's just going to keep getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. That's one reason I've never been able to execute my own website just because like I always end up getting so overwhelmed. Like you start to jump in and then you're like, oh, fuck, I got it. I got to pay for this. Oh, wait, now I got to do it. Wait, now I have to use this yeah. third party vendor to do this bullshit. Fuck this. It's so much like when I'm getting paid to do it for somebody else. Fine. Totally fine. Yes. Oh, yeah. When I'm doing it for yeah. myself, it's like, can <laughs> no, can this just put itself together? My God. Yeah. Yeah. The nice part of designing for myself, though, has been that I can just pick the colors and the fonts that I like. <laughs> and the only design reasoning needs to be, I like it. Exactly. And it's my brand. <laughs> yeah. So yes. it's literally just what I You're like. You're not fighting with anybody yes. else about it. <laughs> yeah, right. So that's at least very satisfying. But it's also a little scary because then you don't have the guidelines of a, a style guide to like keep you keep you in line a little bit. But um, true. Oh, I've been thinking about like what it would look like to to kind of team up because I I know you, Jackie, and like all of our friends have little side gigs and we have our little niches of craft things that we make and like could sell. But it's just so much time and energy that we've all been like uh, i don't want to do all of that so i wonder what it would look like too if like we all teamed up and then like divided and conquered that had a little collective for that kind of thing yeah and then it's like one kind of umbrella brand that's just like very basically describes everybody and then it could be like that brand name and then like the designer's name like x that designer that would be really cool i love that i think that'd be a really good idea we need to talk about that more yeah yes yeah <laughs> look for that in the future <laughs> <laughs> i've been creating things because uh since moving to denver i've noticed that the, there's like endless endless art fairs and uh you know like street fairs and stuff oh yeah same in seattle it seems like a whole a whole culture that you have to like break into a little bit yeah i actually was uh booked on to a show in june called the unicorn festival nice but then i got pneumonia and i couldn't do it <laughs> not nice <laughs> thanks at all <laughs> but so i've been building up like all of my art stuff you know like prints and stickers i actually made a whole line of uh pro-choice stickers after this whole debacle you know nice. awesome which are super mm -hmm. awesome thank you and i'm also doing stuff like making you know those like crescent moon hair things mm -hmm, making mm -hmm. those and i'm also i have uh do you know the little artist hands the little wooden ones that you can pose so that you can use as a reference mm -hmm. yes so i'm taking those and i'm drawing designs on them and then taking this uh wood burning mm -hmm. kit that blue got me like a year or so ago and burning those designs into them hell yeah well, I bet those are awesome. Yeah, just making all kinds of weird shit. Beautiful stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Hell yeah. I want to put them together and make myself <laughs> a cool little booth. So I'm going to start doing that here. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you guys do. Yes. Yeah. I'm uh, my. I'm literally looking forward to this flea market experiment here. It's just like so much prep work. And I've been making like little um, 
like display stand. So I made one that's kind of like a little diorama with Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. I'm going to need pictures of that. Yeah, as like a way to hang my earrings. So I'm very excited to see how it all comes together. Yeah, it seems like a a little chaotic, but I think it'll all come together nicely. I think it will. I think it'll be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's talk about some horror stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sierra, what have you been watching, reading, consuming lately? Um, if we want to start with, like, TV shows, I have a couple that I have watched all of, and now I'm sad because I don't have any more of it to watch. <laughs> <laughs> They're both on Discovery+. Plus which I was watching as on their like Discovery Plus app and streaming it to my TV. But I finally found out that you can, they don't have a PlayStation 5 app, but you can use the Amazon app and do it as an add-on. So I'm finally watching it like properly instead of this weird like streaming way. (laughs) Anyways, long story short, I've been diving into Discovery Plus a lot now. And there's one show on there called Ghost Town Terror. And it really scratches that itch of, like, I want to be a paranormal investigator, but I don't have, like, a team of people that I know and can go out and do stuff with. (laughs) I will totally be one of your paranormal sidekicks. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Like, I don't drive, but I feel like if I had a car, that's, like, all I would do is just, like, drive around on little uh, expeditions so i like need people to to go out with me yes but this this tv show is awesome it's like it's based on this woman who bought this ranch of these like abandoned ghost town houses that were bought from different locations and then all brought to this ranch um that already sounds incredible yeah i know right so each of these buildings has its own story and history and is coming from a different place and like ultimately has its own like ghosts and demons attached to it and then there's this uh there it's all kind of like funneled through this one church house that the woman who bought this and her uh young adult children i feel like they're maybe like 16 through 19 maybe are living with her in this church um so they are experiencing all this like crazy paranormal shit so you have so they brought in this team of investigators to come and document it. And so like as you're watching the show, you kind of get like the stories of each of the buildings, but then as it goes on, it kind of unravels and you figure out that this woman has really been haunted her whole life and she has maybe ghosts from her past coming and haunting her here at this location. Hmm. It sounds really interesting. It's really fun, and they do a lot of different paranormal experiments. So, like different way, like different tools of contacting and talking to the dead, and different like photography styles. And so, it's that kind of like ghost hunting show too. Um, And it's only a couple of episodes. It's maybe like six episodes. So, I definitely recommend that one. Nice, very cool. And then the other TV show that I've been watching, I don't know if I've talked about it. I feel like I've probably talked about it on the show before. But it's called Expedition Bigfoot, and there was a new season out. I want to say it's the fourth fourth or third season. I should have checked, but I didn't. I'm sorry. Um, but their latest season that came out recently, it was uh, it starts out based right in my right in my backyard in the Olympic Peninsula up up here by Seattle. So that was really fun. Nice. And that's another show that's like scratches that itch of like I want to go out and search for Bigfoot. 
and like be out in the woods and and set up all the cameras and stuff. So it's a fun one to watch. And they're searching for the Bigfoot there. Oh, yeah. They're searching for the Bigfoot there. And they get a lot of interesting evidence. It's funny. Every time I start an episode, Tucker's like, are they going to find him this one? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like they find hairs that they like send to the lab. And then they have all of their like thermal cameras that they get their thermal things. But it, it gets into the realm of like, is Bigfoot like a ghost is it like evaporating like Hmm. is it going through portals like the the evidence that they collect is like what is going on and then they get into questions of like is the government trying to cover up bigfoot because all of these lands that the bigfoot sightings are happening in are like getting bought up by government like federal owners so like which also just seems like it's also just land preservation but maybe it's because of bigfoot um, and so they like try to uncover all this like government conspiracy at the same time, which is always fun. Yeah, that's kind of hilarious. That's awesome and fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think it's Discovery. Who's that guy? He's got like three shows on Discovery right now, and they're mostly like historical and like he travels, you know, to all these countries and talks about the history. And then he's got one where he does some paranormal uh, ghost town type stuff. I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. but he did a Bigfoot one. But he was like, <laughs> it was so funny because he was being so dramatic in the whole thing. And they were out in like this jungle forest thing. And he, they were like, oh, I can hear a noise. Oh, my God, it's a footprint. Oh, my God. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I don't know if that. Oh, I wish I could remember his name now. I'm going to I got to look it up. But I was just thinking about that when you were talking about Expedition Bigfoot, because it was just really funny because there's so many Bigfoot shows and they're always so like captivating. Oh, yeah. For like very little. Yeah. Um, yeah. For when like you the- actually then describe what happens, it's like, oh, and then they caught like a blip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they, they found out it was just a fluke but in a weird tree bark. it's very exciting when they do. And they found a beaver. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Expedition Bigfoot is interesting, though, because they do, similar to the other show, the Ghost Town Terror show, they, I feel like they do a wide range of different experiments and different, like, angles. So, like, coming at it from a very scientific, rational angle and having, like, a, a primatologist on their team. A primatologist. Yes. Yeah, so then uh, having, like, access to, like, private like private sector but like government level whatever technology so they have like a bunch of drones that they use and and radar and sonar that's wild um so they use they have like they have access to a lot of interesting tools but then they also run experiments of like what if i meditate and try to psychically connect to bigfoot (laughs) (laughs) and then the whole time they're also seeing like all of these like ghost orbs and weird things in the forest so it also gets of course beyond being just about bigfoot and being very grounded in the like natural world they also get into like the supernatural too which you know i love yeah of course yeah i love those shows i like i've been really into the documentary kind of style shows too lately and i Love it because there's always a channel on that has the paranormal shows. Mm-hmm. And those are always fun. binge. And I, I agree with you. Like every time I watch one of them, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this scanner thingy and the, and the flashlight thingy. Oh, and, and then it's also expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as you start like looking into it, then you've got all those people that are like, it's just radio. There's no, it, it's like they're just constantly debunking all of the stuff. And it's like, no, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of the like paranormal stuff, there's a girl on TikTok 
who I can't remember her username and I'm afraid to look it up just because like, you know how like anytime you try to look up anything on TikTok, you click on it and then it brings up all this other stuff. Yeah. She said when while her and her friend were in college, they were being haunted by an entity and it turns out she's like very slightly psychic or uh, medium Ooh. or whatever. And so she started talking to the spirit and it turns out it's just some college dude that died. Oh, Chad. In... Yeah, chatting. She called it the chatting. <laughs> oh, Chad the ghost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and it's it's not his name, but they were making, they were like having fun and like, <laughs> so they call him Chad. And so she's always like the chatting and they, she was like, does shots with him on the thing and then she asks him a bunch of questions she's very funny it's 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 so much fun hilarious i love chad the ghost the whole fucking thing is funny oh my god yeah i think it's i think her username is stay golden pony i think that's what i'm finding i'll I'll find it and put it in the show notes for sure though yeah i'm pretty sure it's stay golden pony but yeah it's really funny nice but yeah, I love all those paranormal shows. I always want to start my own little paranormal girl club because there's one that's on and it's a bunch of dudes and it's very bro-y and it gets old mm-hmm. really quickly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I want a girl one. I want a girl ghost club. Start a paranormal collective, yeah, too. Yeah, well, I would also just be <laughs> interested, too, in seeing, like, what ghosts reach out to, to the women-only mm. groups and what ghosts are too afraid to talk to a bunch of bro-y dudes. That's a good point. <laughs> like you'd get different types and, and different levels of, of uh, energy and, and interactions. interactions yeah that would be my guess or you would be attacked by a lot of evil spirits <laughs> yeah and a lot of like <laughs> shitty guys that are still hanging around yeah. they love like misogynistic ghosts yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i have not been watching tv as always i'm really terrible at it yeah, I started watching The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, which is on the History Channel. Oh, hell yes. There's so much stuff going on out there. Yeah, and um, so I only watched the first episode, but apparently it is basically like owned by this company that's sort of pseudo-funded by the government, or it was, or whatever. And so they're trying to make it like a legit study, and they've tried to like shut down all the barriers around the place so that way all of the scientific data that they're collecting is going to be more true and it's it looks really interesting i'm really curious to see how it goes so i definitely want to look into that one you told me about it a little bit ago and i'm it's still in the back of my head here so yeah jackie what have you been watching well i've been watching a lot of uh movies more than shows but there are a couple shows that i really want to talk about one is we just need to just very lightly graze upon the current season of what we do in the shadows yes i was watching the new episode right before we started recording while i was eating dinner fucking baby colin robinson i can't even deal with that whole oh, shit. shit oh my yeah. god <laughs> it's so creepy <laughs> oh i've been seeing so many little ads for it and i've been waiting to binge it <laughs> it looks so good yeah it's good we're not we're not going to give any spoilers right away here it is you know currently in progress here but i will say that i feel like Nadja is at her aesthetic best in this season mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah they're giving her a lot oh, to yeah. do which i, I am absolutely living yeah. for it my god like she is 
just aesthetic goals right now. I want to be her as a vampire every day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, that baby Colin Robinson fucking freaks me out. And I can't like, <laughs> it's, it's not in a, I don't want to watch it kind of way. It's in a, I'm fucking intrigued kind of way. <laughs> Like train wreck, like I have to watch this to yes, see how it goes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also want to talk about this show, Astrid and Lily Save the World. Oh, I haven't heard of this. I don't even remember how I stumbled on it, but I fucking love it. It's uh I'm gonna give you the quick description here. It's high school's hard enough when you're different, but when outcast BFFs, Astrid and Lily, accidentally crack open a portal to a terrifyingly quirky monster dimension, it gets a more a lot more complicated. It's up to them to vanquish the creepy creatures and save the world, becoming the badass heroes they were meant to be. That is, if they can survive the horrors of high school. <laughs> so it's Literally two BFFs that uh, opened a hell dimension. It's seriously like a modern Buffy. Huh. And I love it. Yes. Nice. Awesome. I love Buffy, so I am I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, it's got a lot of great humor in it and a lot of, like, really creepy monster stuff going on. And one thing that I really love about it is the actresses are both on the bigger side and they do a lot of great body positive commentary there nice which just it it really works in the context of the story too not just like this random aside you know it doesn't feel like weird and preachy and out of place oh that's awesome yeah so overall this has been such a fun show and they you can tell that they do a lot of practical effects too which of course you guys know that i fucking love yes Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely check that out i think it's on hulu right now right on that actually reminded me, I did, I have actually watched some other horror related. So I watched First Kill, which is on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I started watching that, but I haven't finished it. So it, it gets better. Yeah. If that was what maybe put you off is like, for me, it was the pace was really slow and it was very typical and kind of predictable. Yeah. But it does, the storyline does pick, like, it was kind of funny because my husband always makes fun of me for watching the super cheesy shows like that. And he he came in maybe like four episodes in and he totally got hooked. And as soon as it ended, he was like, so that'll be really good. We're excited for the next season when they release it. Nice. Let's talk about books. Ooh, yes. Sarah, what have you been reading? Books. I have one uh, genuine recommendation and then one fun recommendation. One is called Her Her Body and Other Parties by Carmen Maria Machado. And this is a book of short stories, which I love a short horror story. It's like, I think my favorite thing to read hands down. So this is a book I, um, I don't know if it's her first book. It's one of her first books. She's like kind of a, it's like a debut horror author. Kind of is why I picked it up. And um, it's very fun. There's a lot of lesbian stories. It's very gay throughout, which is very fun. They're all kind of different horror themes, but there's a couple that are about like plagues and end of the world things, which are also um, very relevant to read at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> much. Nail on the head a little bit, but not in a like, oh God, I don't want to read this way. And more of a like, this is a not always hopeful, but uh, nice to hear other other stories and other and the horror isn't so overwhelming horrific in this one yeah it's more um i don't know ethereal is the word that popped into my head but a little bit more 
thinky horror than gory horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard really good things about that book, and I think it's on my library list. But I've yeah, I've heard really really good things about it, and I totally know what you mean about like horror that you can relate to, especially with kind of what's going on in the world. But it can get too much. I recently downloaded a book. And it was just like, it was too true and it was too depressing. And I mm-hmm. didn't even make mm-hmm. it past like the second chapter. And I was like, okay, I got to put this down for a while. This yeah. is just not, yeah. this is not the time. I don't want to be more sad. I'm reading to be less sad. <laughs> yeah. All of her stories are about very interesting characters. And so because they're so like character based, you just are curious about what this person is doing and what their life is like. And they're all kind of like that kind of like day in the life snapshotty kind of feeling rather than like a, an epic tale. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that that kind of storytelling. So very cool. Hell yeah. And the other book that I have on my list is called a CE5 handbook. And uh, this was a, a book by Mark Kapowski and Celia Hatch. And this is a handbook that tells you how to make contact with UFOs and how to find UFOs. And CE5 is a close encounter of the fifth kind. So uh, there's like all of the different ratings of different encounters with aliens, like whether you're just seeing the UFO or you're seeing the, the being or you're being abducted. And then there's this additional kind that they added, which is a human initiated encounter so it's like it talks about different like meditations to do to like call upon the aliens and bring and then they to appear in the skies for you it's very woo woo but also very fun very nice that does (laughs) sound fun yeah and there's a there's a ce5 app that goes along with it that like has some of the like meditation-y things to do and so i haven't done any but there's a a worldwide CE5 event on July 31st where everybody's going to go out on that night. So Ooh. I think I'll step outside and, and do a little experiment on that night. Very cool. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So if you want to join me, you have a couple days to, to dig into it. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what I'm to do. Look it up. That sounds interesting. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I like that there's like an app that goes with it too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all very like there's no negative in experiences that they've encountered with these it's all very like peace and love and oh i love that opening up your consciousness to to higher frequencies and that kind of thing nice so blue what have you been reading lately i've been reading a lot thank goodness for audiobooks because (laughs) i do a lot of driving around and i just listen to them while i'm driving around for work the book I'm currently on is actually book four of the Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice. Nice. So I know that they are coming out with the interview with the vampire, but as a series mm-hmm. on TV and everybody's riled up about it. And I'm looking forward to it, too. But there's a girl on TikTok. I spend a fuck ton of time on TikTok, apparently. There's a girl on TikTok who um, had read all of the books in the Vampire Chronicles. And she has this whole series where she just talks about the books and some of the complaints about the characters in the soon-to-come-out series and, like, how it's more true to the books than the original movie from the 90s. And yeah. um, she talks about, like, just the, sh- the way that she talked about 
what some of the other characters went through outside of that particular story made me interested in wanting to read the books. Hmm. So I've just been downloading them and going through them. And it's been pretty good so far. I like it. And then in the mail, I just received my copy of... It's a graphic novel called Black Water. It's by Jeanette Arroyo. And it's described as Riverdale meets Stranger Things. But it's a queer young adult graphic novel. It was originally a webcomic it's set in a little haunted town in Blackwater, Maine, and it ta- it follows two boys as they're going around trying to solve this paranormal mystery in their town. It was really good. Um, I actually read it when it was the webcomic, and I liked it so much that when I found out that they were publishing it into actual paperback, I ordered it. Yeah, cool. So it's super good. I really liked it. Another book that I read was, it's called The Luminous Dead by Caitlin Starling. This one is about a woman that takes a job as a deep cave explorer on an impoverished planet. This one is good, different from what I normally read. It's a good slow burn with a nice little twist at the end. Hmm. Not overly gory. I would say definitely more tense. Definitely worth the read. It was. I love this book. It's super good. I love the the you know the things that the main character has to go through being alone super deep in the caves and how like kind of what happens with all of that stuff really good definitely worth the read another book that i read is called the last werewolf by glenn duncan the plot is in the title it's about the last werewolf <laughs> um, and it's actually the first of a three book series i liked it at first because it was a slightly different attitude towards being a werewolf But that perspective would not stop, and it became very predictable. And when I started the second book called Tallulah Rising, it was super obvious that it was written by a dude in the 90s, and it got old super fast. Hmm. So if you're into super emo dudes from the 90s sort of trying to find themselves. <laughs> that's your thing. <laughs> then it's a good book. <laughs> but in general, it was just meh. Fair enough. Another book I've read is The Coldest Girl in Cold Town by Holly Black. Loved this one. Super fun read. It takes place in a time where vampires do exist. People know they exist. And they put them into these like high security cities. And so that way the vampires can kind of live and do whatever the hell it is that they do. And the outside world is still like protected and can feel safe because these vampires are in these like high security prison cities, essentially. Okay. And in it, this young girl passes out at a party, uh, wakes up, finds all of her all of her friends have been slaughtered. And ends up, like, meeting a weird guy, and adventures ensue. This one, yeah, it was just a really fun read. I thought it was going to be terribly cheesy, but it ended up being well-written. Nice. Another one I read was The Beautiful by Renee Adine, I believe is how you say her last name. It's 1832, and a girl has been forced to flee her country to live in New Orleans and a New Orleans convent. Um, This was another really fun read. I was actually really sad when it ended, but I just found out that there are two more books to the series. Isn't that so exciting? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've thought about this book several times after finishing it and been like, man, I like I really want to find another book that really like is captivating and like is really good at 
describing scenes and describing characters without being too wordy. And when I was just looking up the author for this for our show today, I found out that there's two more books in the series. So I'm super stoked. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's awesome. I love everything based in New Orleans. I've never been there and I really want to go and visit. Uh, I had a chance. uh, It was like last year, the year before to go for a tradeswomen conference. And then it was canceled Mm -hmm. because of COVID. Yeah. And I was yep. so mad because I really want to go. We were planning a whole like girls weekend there around your conference <laughs> yes. too. Like it was, it I was so mad. Yeah. But I found out that the conference is going to be back in New Orleans, I think in the next two years. So I have another mm-hmm. chance. Very cool. I have a couple of things on the on my reading list here that I want to share with you guys. Firstly, I've been reading a Clean Room, which Melissa would be super proud of me for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she sure would be. <laughs> I'm only halfway through the first, first book there, so I'm not super far into the story. And I know Melissa has talked about it a lot, so I'm not going to, you know, drone on about it here. But um, I will say that it's already creating this really intricate, incredible, and creepy world that I'm super excited to dive further into. And there's a lot of nice. there's a lot of books in that series, so there's there's a lot of story to go through there. Nextly, uh, my birthday was a couple days ago, and Drew. <laughs> one of the things that Drew got me was uh, the first Sandman book. Oh, what a good gift! Good job, right? Drew. And it's. The whole Sandman series is literally the only thing that Neil Gaiman has written that I haven't read yet. And he didn't even uh, he didn't even know that. So that was uh, that's funny. <laughs> oh my god, there's so many good stories and there's so many good offshoots. Oh, that's so good. You're gonna be so excited. Yeah, I've always this is a series that I've always wanted to dive into, so I'm super excited to get in, into it. For anybody who doesn't know, the story follows the Sandman, aka Dream, as he journeys through different worlds to clean up the mess that was created after he was held captive for centuries. And the Netflix show that's adapted from it is actually premiering on August 5th. What? I didn't know so, that they so were making soon. a show. Yeah. It actually looks like it might be pretty good, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. And uh, lastly on my list here is <laughs> this really fucking cute book called uh, Horror Store uh, that's without the E on the end and with umlauts over the last O. It's a um, novel that's basically styled to be like an Ikea catalog. <gasps> I've heard of this one. Yeah, it's really cool. It's following the strange happenings in this furniture superstore called Orsk, based in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> and it's like the way it's styled, it's just, it's really pulls you in there. Like each chapter starts off with like a, a furniture description, like with the whole like blueprint layout, like Ikea would have and everything. It's hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, like uh, the, the writing itself is really, really sharp. It's it's very well written. It's a wonderful mystery that they're unraveling there, and it's it's just such a a wonderful presentation and also a great story just on its uh, on itself. So, yeah. Oh, that's so good to hear because I've seen um, visuals for that book, and I am such a slut for IKEA <laughs> yeah. that I wanted it just based on the fact that it looks like an IKEA catalog. But I was so <laughs> nervous about pulling the trigger and purchasing it because I I didn't want to be disappointed by the writing. But now that I know that it's actually good, I'm going to fucking get it. Yeah, I literally bought it just because it was 
just because of the stylization there. I was like, and it was, t- <laughs> it's like 10 bucks. Like the paperback is like 10 bucks. I'm like, you know what? I can, what? I can spend 10 bucks to find out how this is. And honestly, mm-hmm. like I was. This will at least look cute right? on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was very surprised. Well, not surprised, but very happy that the uh, writing was so wonderfully engrossing there. Oh, that's so good. That's so good to hear. My little sisters usually come and visit every summer, and they came uh, a couple weeks ago. And so I was looking for all the touristy things to do that we haven't done yet. And we've been making our way through the ghost tours, so we did another ghost tour. And it was okay. There was a lot of repeated locations. It was all in, like, Park Place Market. Those some places that we've seen before and, and heard of before. Um, but then I also did a true crime tour with them and it was by private eyes tours and they have a bunch of like vans and so they just drive you around so we covered a lot of seattle actually this was the capitol hill crime tour but it went down into like the central district and into downtown a little bit and around east lake and up into the u district and we talked about ted bundy and we saw where he lived and where the um his, the first victim that he uh, picked up from the UW campus where she was living and like the one little alleyway that she went down and didn't make it back to her dorm. Creepy. I know. Super creepy. We saw some <laughs> uh, we saw Kurt and Courtney's house. Um, we went to Bruce Lee's grave, all the like kind of high iconic uh, Seattle um, <laughs> icons there that, of course, you have to talk about. And then there were some stories that I hadn't heard of before. And one of them that I wanted to tell you guys about is Raul Guy Rockwell. Who's that? And he he was an antique dealer in like the 50s and 60s. And he was also a gourmet chef. He was self-taught. Okay. Maybe once or twice a month, he'd have these big dinners and he'd invite all of his high class clients to come over and he'd sell his antiques to them once he <laughs> wined and dined them. And oh, yeah. Get somebody drunk. They'll buy anything for $100. <laughs> I know. Right. And so then the people who uh, spent a lot of money and bought a lot of antiques would get repeat invites. So he'd have repeat clients coming by all the time. And he lived into this house right on East Lake by all of the houseboats um he lives across the street from there so we went by his house and he lived there with his wife and his stepdaughter Hmm. and so the the repeat customers would come to the the dinner parties and enjoy his food and after a while they noticed that they never saw the wife and the daughter anymore so they would ask him and he would kind of brush them off and be like oh no 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 they're they're visiting family you know they'll be back soon don't worry and so nobody like Asked questions for a while until I think it was like her sister started uh, asking questions and like went to the police and notified them that the the mother and daughter were actually missing. And so the police uh, go by his house and he freaks out and flees. So that's obviously a good sign. So they go into his house and they find in the septic tank, they find uh, human hair and pieces of human flesh. Uh-oh. And it turns out that he had cooked his uh, wife Ugh. and stepdaughter and fed them to his party oh, guests God. when he was selling his oh, antiques. Nice. 
which I had never heard about. And this happened in like the late 60s. Seriously? Oh my God. Right? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So, that was one of the highlights of the tour was that I had never heard that story before. How oh, is that not well about. known? That's fucking wild. I oh know, my isn't God. That nasty? <laughs> Raul Guy Rockwell. Wow. I heard a story recently about a girl that had, she went on a Tinder date and the guy was a little weird. And he like super insisted on their first date cooking for her. And she was like, all right, well, whatever. So she goes over to his apartment and he cooks dinner and the dinner was, you know, decent. And then after dinner was done, he, I don't remember if she said that he was like, hey, let's go this way or whatever. But she said that she like left, mm-hmm. went home and she started getting sick feeling really soon after. Yeah. And so she goes to the hospital because she's really sick. And she goes to the hospital that night and um, they do some tests and they're like, uh, this is a weird question, but have you eaten human flesh Ooh. meat lately? And she's like, what? No, I had this date with this guy and she goes to like show on Tinder, but the dude's profile's totally deleted and all this other stuff. And she's like, what the fuck? What do I do? I've eaten someone. What the fuck? How can, is the like unknown thing that like this is a sickness people get from yeah eating people okay i know that if you eat the brain or anything from the spinal column you that's where like that's where mad cow disease comes from like that's when they were feeding all those cows ground up cow and all the brains in the spinal fluid and stuff that's what was causing that so there's actually a bacteria in humans that if other humans eat them it does make you physically ill yes that story that you mentioned blue i've actually heard that story too and that's not the only instance that he's done that that guy has done that in a few other situations where he goes on a date with a girl and feeds her humans and then disappears Yes, and then like disappears is this in the united states yes yes yep like, Ooh. I think I, last Ooh. time I checked into it, yes. he had done it to, like, four different women, I think. Yeah, and I had heard that there's, like, a family that it was recently arrested for having a, um, basically, like, a, a mortuary or a, a funeral home. That's the word I was looking for. They had a funeral home, and they were supposed to be, like, really cheap, and that's why a lot of people went there, and um, everybody was getting you know everybody cremated like they always push to have everybody cremated and blah blah blah. yeah and it turns out they were selling bodies out of the back door so (laughs) (laughs) it's super easy to get human meat apparently if you don't kill it yourself you just find one of those people just a solid reminder that you can't eat at everybody's house yeah (laughs) (laughs) right it's true. I'm a pretty picky eater, so I feel like that's like protecting yeah. me. It's just my natural instinct too. Very much so. <laughs> Not just anybody or want to eat anything ever. Or at least if you're gonna eat over at someone's house for the first date, just say you're a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> oh god. Honestly, I would never go to somebody's house for a first date anyway, so uh, I can't remember if I have. I'm pretty stupid, so I probably have. Oh. But I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. You only live once. Whatever. True. <laughs> Blue, what kind of random stuff do you have for us? I've been finding cute little horror games to play on my phone. Cool. One is called Nowhere House by Darkdome. They also made a game called Unwanted Experiment. It's a fun puzzle game. 
it actually had really good ratings on the Play Store, and that was kind of what caused me to download it because so many of the games are like so such low ratings, and this one had like a four point seven, which is pretty high. Anyway, it's cute. It's about this girl. She goes to this haunted house with her friends. When she walks into the house, she sees the house is like fully furnished and she goes to like say something to her friends about it because the friends are like, oh, this place is so empty. And she turns to look at them to be like, what are you talking about? There's furniture everywhere. And her friends are gone. Uh And basically she gets trapped in this house by the spirit and she has to solve all these puzzles to get out of the house. It's good. Like the puzzles are actually pretty decent. Nice. There's a couple of like kind of easy ones and then there's ones that are much more difficult. So really good. Um, if you love puzzle games, love it. I, it's hard to find a good puzzle game on uh, on mobile games there. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, they're either too, is- too easy or they're way too complicated and I lose interest right away. <laughs> I just downloaded one called Samsara Room. Oh, I've played that. It's good. Oh, okay, good. Because it looks like it's kind of a similar thing where you're just solving puzzles to kind of get out of this room or house or whatever yeah the art in it looks really cute so i'm i'm excited to play that one and then i just found this one today it had 4.9 stars uh which is fucking insane good job it's called death palette it's by sleeping museum and the premise is that you must survive seven days with a painting interesting yeah so i'm super excited for that one yeah and then on TikTok, uh, Stanzi Potenza, who is one of my absolute favorite creators, is doing these fun parodies. Oh, she's so good. She's the best. Uh, she's doing these really funny parodies on the Saw and Purge series. They're really funny. They are. Um, a lot of them are like the Saw guy is like, all right, you've got to cut off all your fingers in the next 10 minutes or... And it's just like a bunch of Gen Z kids that are like, all right, bet. I'm going to fucking die. I don't care. I don't want to go to work tomorrow, so I'm cool with this. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is your mom's name Olivia? Our moms go to yoga together. What the fuck are you doing with your life? Like, <laughs> They're all really, really good. Or like the next day after the purge where they're like, oh, yeah, I could do totally do anything you could ever possibly want to do. And it's totally legal. Oh, I signed myself up for insurance. Oh, I had my college debt wiped away. What'd you do, Frank? Oh, I killed my neighbors. What? Why would you do that? Like, they're so good. She's such a good writer. This is where we do crimes against our government, not against each other. (laughs) Yes. I committed tax fraud on the first day. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she's such a good writer. I love her stuff. Yeah. And then I actually got it like a month ago, but I got a little jackalope stuffed animal that I helped uh, kickstart. Oh, I got those too. Oh, they're so cute. They're so adorable. I love those so much. (laughs) So the artist is uh, Schmidt Goods. Um, She has a Patreon. She makes stickers. I love her artwork so much. She also made a Mothman plushie. I was trying to think. I, I got an. I did another um, Kickstarter stuffed animal thing from her, and I knew it was a cryptid. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it was Mothman. <laughs> yes, yeah, the cutest. Like uh, my absolute favorite Mothman plushie that I have seen. Yeah, she did such a good job. The jackalope plushies are so soft. They're I got so the cute. original and the winter edition because I was like, jackalopes are one of my favorites. 
So I was like, I have to have both colors. They're so cute, so soft. <laughs> yeah, I got the winter one and the warp, uh, warple tinker, the one that's like all black and it has little fangs. <laughs> that's what it is. That's the other one I got. They're so cute. They're so cute. <laughs> oh, there's yeah, they're super soft, really well made, like lots of details, but still have that like very minimalist sort of kawaii style to it. Super talented as an artist. I love her to bits. Yeah. I don't know if she has any more Kickstarters coming up, but every time she does something, I'm like, on it! Take my money! Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Super good. But yeah, that's kind of it for me. Jackie, what do you got going on? I've got a bunch of movies to tell you guys about. You want to hear about movies? Hell yeah. So, uh, firstly, I'm going to tell you about uh, The Black Phone. This one looks weird. A lot of people are talking about this right now, and honestly... This really does live up to the hype. I don't think Ethan Hawke has ever played a villainous role before, Hmm. but he is properly creepy in it. Like, he is really, really well done creepy in it. Um, I actually read somewhere that he was channeling uh, Heath Ledger's Joker for this role, and you can absolutely see that coming through. But more than that, uh, the child actors are phenomenal, which, of course, is rare. Yeah. It's super rare that you get really, really incredible child actors. Uh, But the entire feel that's cultivated here is very, very engrossing. It kind of reminded me of The Summer of 84, which is one of my favorite horror movies. There are some incredible transitions, like truly incredible transitions and unexpectedly funny moments. Like, I really hope that we get a sequel that's all about the, uh, the little girl uh, just being a medium and an asshole. <laughs> All of this makes perfect sense, given that it's adapted from a Joe Hill story. Oh, okay. Like, uh, Drew and I were watching it the other day, and he's like, who wrote this? And looked up, and it's like, oh, Joe Hill. Yep, okay, that makes sense. I have mixed feelings about Joe Hill's stuff, but it's decent. I feel like his stuff has been getting better and better throughout the years, I've been more and more interested in things that have been coming from him lately, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I think I read one of his um, slightly older books recently, and I was not impressed by it. Like, he, like he's very similar to Stephen King with the some of the scene descriptions, but I feel like it is too small picture and not big picture enough to make it relatable. I get what you mean. But yeah, I think maybe give him another chance. He's, you know, grown into his own as an author there. Okay. One comment that Drew made while we were watching The Black Phone, in fact, was this feels like the Stephen King story that I never knew I needed. Oh, I like that statement. I have to watch it now. Another one I want to talk about is X, which is another one that people have been talking about a whole lot oh, lately. I love the poster for this one. Oh, my God. It, it was really good. This is another one that I felt really lived up to the hype. I kind of went on a little bit of a Mia Goth binge for a minute there, and this was definitely the main standout. Nice. This is about a group of adult filmmakers who are going to a remote location that's at an old couple's property to make a film involving a a farm background and (laughs) they really nail the 70s vibes in this yes there's quite Mm -hmm. a bit of nudity nudity and sexuality which you know that's fine and all but none of it is unnecessary nice all of it actually makes sense in the context of the story which i love because like i mean 
I don't mind nudity and sexuality here and there. You know, I'm not any kind of prude by any standard, but I don't like it when it's just like forced into a narrative. You know, like if it's oh, like no, forced in, it's like my shirt. Yeah. Oh wow, my pants are gone at the sight of this frightful thing. <laughs> Oh no, my tits are flying everywhere. Yay. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm not all a fan for of horror boob, but not <laughs> random horror boob. Yeah, I prefer there to be like an actual context there. And this really does provide a lot of context for all the titties flying everywhere, which yes. I like. I need to have an emotional connection with the horror titty. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a couple of really brilliant twists in this and some major creepiness, like super major creepiness. And oh, good. I'm super excited for this yeah, one. Yeah, you will love this one. It's it's fantastic. And apparently there's a prequel coming out that tells the story of Mia Goth's character. Ooh, fun. And it's, it's also being done by Ty West, which X was as well, so... Yeah. Nice. Very Hell excited yeah. about that. And um, after X, I want to talk about men. Obviously, they go together, X and men. <laughs> men is essentially about all of the weird fucking things that women have to deal with in the real world, rolled into one seriously creepy character and including one of the ickiest little gore moments that I've seen since Bone Tomahawk. Hmm. Does it have to do with eyeballs? No. No, it doesn't. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rory Kinnear I have so much trouble saying that name Rory Kinnear God I hate that name was really <laughs> incredible in this and he definitely made me feel that sometimes being a woman is fucking terrible ick oh. mm-hmm. yeah this was one that just seemed like do I want to watch a woman be tortured <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for two hours I heard such mixed reviews about this movie. Like, I was super looking forward to seeing it. And then I saw a bunch of reviews on it. And they were like, most of it was like, oh, you can tell this was written by a man, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, kind of. But I feel like you can also tell that there was a woman in the room. Okay. It definitely has a lot of, yeah, that was definitely written by a man moments. Yeah. But there there were some details in there that men would never fucking understand. So there was definitely some female input in there somewhere. I can dig it. And honestly, the plot line, it's not brilliant. It's not going to blow you away. But (laughs) it's, it's a very unique kind of story. And it does have some, like serious ick moments that I can't I still can't get out of my head and it's been like a month so nice yeah from the trailer it seemed like a really beautiful if nothing else really interesting to look at movie yeah absolutely and lastly I want to talk about this fucking movie called greener grass have either of you seen this no (laughs) no but I like when you could describe things as a fucking movie (laughs) so you know it's gonna be good (laughs) I don't even remember how I stumbled on this one but I'm really glad I did uh technically it's listed as a comedy but given the underlying story behind the main narrative I would absolutely definitely consider it at least part horror Nice. This is about super, super weird people submarine it up in their little community in the most ridiculous way. Like, I'm serious. Every single person in the community has braces. Every single person. They drive little, little mini carts, the little uh, golf carts around the community instead of cars. Like, I feel like you cut, you kind of get the uh, idea of what's going on before you even get into it, but they are over the top with it intentionally. Hmm. Fuck. I don't even know really how to give it a good 
description because it's so fucking weird. Hmm. My God. I don't know. It's it's really fucking weird. It's really over the top. It's really colorful in a strange <laughs> way. And it's hilarious. It is beyond hilarious. My God. And I, I just like really, really highly recommend watching this one. It is seriously worth the watch. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. Is it kind of like, what is that 80s movie? I think it's just called The Neighbors. Kind of like that where the neighbors are all just fucking With Tom weird. Hanks. Yeah. I, I think I remember that one. And I think, yes, maybe a little bit. It is currently streaming on Hulu. The Burbs. The Burbs. That's the one with Tom Hanks. The Burbs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like The Burbs, but not not quite. It's, I don't know. They create their, whole, their own little world here. And it's hmm. very surreal. And it's very, like, dark comedy kind of thing. Nice. I like, I like... Um, background stories that are like, this is just this weird-ass fucking neighborhood that's dealing with this shit. So, that sounds really interesting. It's super fucking weird. It's like taking the, like, Americana aesthetic to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's streaming currently on uh, Hulu and uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Nice. So, yeah, definitely give it a watch. I absolutely love it. And that's all I have for movies. Do you guys have anything else you want to mention here? I think that's it for me. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Listeners, if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear on the show, or if you have a topic you want to hear about, let us know. Yeah. You can hit us up at Sirens Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, Sirens Pod on Instagram, or email us at sirens at sirensofscream.com. Blue, where can listeners find you? I am on Instagram at Blue Ironworker. And Sierra, how about you? I'm at Sierra Hauk on Instagram. And then, like I said before, my website, SierraHauk.com, if you want to go see some of the stuff I've been making. Some of the goods? Very excited to see the stuff you've been making. Yes. And I am Jackie the Robot on Twitter and Instagram. And my new site will be up soon. It's uselessprogress.com. Yeah, I'm excited to see this redesign. Yes. And we love you very much, and hopefully we'll talk to you guys very soon. (laughs) Don't eat your neighbor, and don't eat meat on your first date. Yeah, don't go to somebody's house on the first date either. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)